Welcome back to They Reminisce Over You. I'm Christina. And I'm Miguel. On this episode, we're going to be talking about a singer, songwriter, producer, DJ, actress, doula, the first lady of Neo Soul. And seller of goods such as... Badu's Pussy Incense. (laughs) We are talking about Erica Badu on this episode. And I think after that intro, we should just get right into it. What do you think? I think so. All right, let's go. (laughs) All right, so. Actually, with that intro, before we even get into the bio, we should explain maybe what that scent of hers is. (laughs) (laughs) Feel free. So she's selling, I think it was candles and incense, among others. I know it was definitely incense. I don't remember if there were candles. Was it literally called? Badu's Pussy, yes. (laughs) She <laughs> said she like cut up a bunch of her panties and burned yeah. it or something. Yeah. That's so, the actual name. That is some of the stuff she's doing today. But let's let's take it back to the beginning. Yeah, let's go, go back, back into that bio. <laughs> <laughs> My first memory of Erica Badu was the on and on video. And I don't think I ever really knew who she was before then. I think it was after that I found that she was on the Roots song, You Got Me. Okay. Which I think came out before her album, right? I don't remember the timing. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about where she started, but when I was doing some research for this show, according to Wikipedia, which is never wrong, right? Never. <laughs> her career began when she opened for D'Angelo in 1994 right. in Fort Worth, which is where she is from, I believe. Yes. And then... DFW. <laughs> and then that's where Kedar, I'm probably saying it wrong, Massenberg, the record label executive that she was eventually signed to, Kedar Entertainment, saw her. And then her first album, Baduism, was released in 1997. Yeah, I'm thinking it's the same thing, just like you said, with the timing of The Roots mm-hmm. and on and on. I'm not sure which came first. Right. But for this, I'm just going to say it was Baduism. And just seeing the on and on video, I thought it was funny. I didn't know where her style was going to go after that. I didn't know if that was just like a one-off or anything. And I really didn't think she would last too long (laughs) because she's just looking silly in a video. Yeah, so her video was kind of a play off of the color purple, but kind of a little bit goofier. (laughs) Yes, very. A lot more goofy. That. Yeah, and then she she has a very distinct voice, and Neo Soul wasn't new per se, but it was kind of new-ish during yeah. that time. Cause, she was at the forefront. Yeah, because prior to her, within that 90s era, was maybe like Maxwell and D'Angelo. I'm not sure if Jill Scott was before or after, but she was around the same time. I think she was after, I think pretty sure Erica was already emerging by then and that's why she ended up being in the official version of you got me the roots you got me instead Rather of Jill, Jill Scott because if Jill Scott came before it would make sense for them to leave her on that right. song makes sense yeah but back to my deep dive into Wikipedia <laughs> <laughs> she's been this sort of conscious person shall we say since she was a teenager because her real name is Erica as well but it was spelled more traditionally like E-R-I-C-A and then it said that as a teenager she changed it to the way we see it now E-R-Y-K-A-H and K-A-H cause the Egyptian word for inner self oh Oh, of yes. course. And Badu, she chose that after a jazz scat sound. So I just thought it was funny. Her real name is Erica Wright. And my first thing was like twinsies with easy E. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
Eric right. <laughs> well, if you want to take that even further, she's got a kid with the DLC who was signed to Ruthless Records. If we're still doing our six and, degrees of separation. Yeah, <laughs> and her and the DLC have known each other since they were like teenagers. So yeah. there's another six degrees of separation. <laughs> from, we went from Erica Badu to Easy e in one move. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, so that's pretty much like notable things about her beginnings, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> there were some other things like she's it seems that she's always been in the arts growing up. I think her parents were too. Well, in terms of the album, what were your thoughts on that after hearing On and On mm-hmm. and probably the other singles or did you just go straight to the album itself? Uh, my memory is a little bit foggy, but I'm pretty sure I heard On and On first mm-hmm. and I was like, okay. I like her, but it wasn't like this immediate, oh yeah, who is this? I love her. Right. Right. But I may have just went straight to the album before seeing other singles. I can't remember. But she does have other songs that I liked a lot. Right. As a first single, I think it was good for maybe just introducing us to her. But Other Side of the Game, Next Lifetime, those songs were the ones where I was like, okay, I like this person. Okay. Yeah, for me, it was probably after I heard Next Lifetime. And then, of course, this was at a time when you actually bought albums yes. <laughs> uh, and not just singles or streaming and all that stuff. You actually had to go out and buy shit. So I went out and got it after seeing that video. Mm-hmm. So next lifetime, I remember that video because I'm like, man, she got all the hotties in this video. <laughs> so- Erica is falling in love with all these different dudes, but she's like, I'm with somebody. So maybe I'll <laughs> see you next lifetime. Right. And at this point, she is with Andre 3000 from Outkast. Yes. And so in the video, they start off in the, the motherland. I noted down the dates. <laughs> <laughs> so the video starts in the motherland, 1637 AD. And she's with Andre, but she sees Pete Rock across like a pond or something. They can make googly eyes at each other. <laughs> but then Andre comes running up with a child. <laughs> so like, she's Don't forget like, about us. Yeah, so she's just like, maybe <laughs> next lifetime we'll be butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we cut to the movement in 1968. They're all very Black Panther-esque. And now she's with Pete Rock because it's now a next lifetime. Yes, she's got a second chance. Yep. But now she got googly eyes with <laughs> Method Man. So she needs to meet somebody in her next lifetime. Yep, so... Maybe they'll be butterflies. So we go back to the motherland, 3037 AD, and she's now with Method Man because she's in another lifetime. Yes. And it circles back to Andre. Yeah. Because, well, they were together at the time, so I guess that made sense for it to be like, oh, we're just going to keep ending up together. (laughs) Speaking of timelines, I don't know if it was known that they were together at this point. I think it kind of became a thing with the next video. Right. Because, again, 1997, we just didn't have access to information like this. So did Next Lifetime come up before Other Side of the Game? Yes, so I think with him being in the video twice too, like yeah, that kind of was like, what's yeah. going on here? I, I think we, I feel like we knew they were together at this point. And I don't remember. I'm thinking the videos is what kind of yeah. brought it to the forefront. But if we didn't know by the time yeah. other side of the game came out, then here it was we go. Pretty obviously, we're together because right. they also made their pregnancy announcement yes. in this video. <laughs> This video, I always found it funny how she said he had a complex occupation. Yes, without going into detail. (laughs) But we see what his complex occupation is probably since he's paying off cops and such. (laughs) Yes. 
But did you notice, I think it seemed like it was one of those like one shot videos where they just one take because all they were doing was just following them right. around the room doing different things. You know what? I didn't watch it while looking up different things. I only listened to stuff, which I need to start doing since we <laughs> reference all these things all the time. But I didn't watch the video. I kind of noticed it halfway through and I meant to go back, but I'm pretty sure it's one of those one takes because it starts with them like getting out of bed and then yeah, they follow that I her. Remember. Like, you know, going to the bathroom right. and then they cut back to him, like putting his shirt on or whatever. And they're just kind of like following them around the room. So right. I'm pretty sure it's a one shot video. And the pregnancy announcement, you see like a tiny bump, but she was very thin in this video. Yeah, so it would. So that bump could be someone. like a large lunch. But for <laughs> Erica Badu, it's like, oh, she must be pregnant. Right. right? <laughs> and then he uh, kneels down. He puts his head on her tummy and you can hear a heartbeat. So surprise, she's pregnant. Yes, with seven. <laughs> Her first child and his first child. Yep. His only child, right? As far as I know, I can't confirm it, but I've seen mm-hmm. random tweets saying yeah. that he has a second. Okay. But nothing has ever okay, been confirmed. his only confirmed child. Yeah, his, his only confirmed and child. And her oldest. As I always tell you, not only should you start watching videos, these YouTube comments are wild. <laughs> okay. People are so, I mean, comments on the internet are generally strange. They're terrible. But YouTube is like this whole other level. Like it's so, I don't even know how to describe it. People put all their business out there, first of, of all. I can't remember. I may have mentioned this before. Yeah, I think I said it when we were talking about Outcast. The, the internet know. comments on any site is just a strange <laughs> place. And that's why they're disabled in most places. <laughs> yes, yes. Sidebar, I've been thinking, no, I've been working on starting my own YouTube channel for my web dev stuff. And I am contemplating leaving comments off. I wouldn't do it. Because... Yeah. Because what (laughs) good is it going to do you? I don't know. I'll decide when it happens. All right. Okay. We'll keep you posted. Let's go back to Erica. Yes. (laughs) So again, if you didn't already know at that point, you knew that they were together. Mm -hmm. And I think this was the beginning of the idea that Erica is able to put a hold on these men because it seemed to coincide with him changing his look. Yeah. I don't think it was then. It may have been the next one. That kind of made it like, oh, she's doing this to these people. Was it Common next? Yes, Common was next. Yeah, so then when Common started wearing the knit caps. Yeah, that's when it kind of became, okay, she's got a hold on these guys. (laughs) And I wonder what it could be. Is it the incense? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) We'll never know, I guess. No, we won't. (laughs) So I found this to be a strong debut album. It actually doesn't sound like a first album in the sense that it's very confident and put together. Like, it sounds like she has experience. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the way that they make the albums because she pretty much works with the same people on all of her stuff. So you had, like, Questlove, James Poyser, Jay Dilla, Kareem Riggins, just a whole bunch of people that work on her stuff with her. They come from backgrounds where they're all in bands, basically. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the stuff that they were working on was basically freestyled, and they would just jam out and record everything that they were working on. And the best stuff came out of it, and they just kept it and put them out as songs. Because one of her better-known songs that we're going to talk about later, Tyrone, is basically a freestyle. Yeah. So that's how they worked, mm-hmm. and greatness came out of it. Right. What is your favorite song on this album? My favorite song, so it was a hard choice between Other Side of the Game and Next Lifetime. Okay. But I think I'll have to pick Next Lifetime. All right. 
That's fair. I love every song on this album. I literally can't choose one. <laughs> but since I have to, because that's what we're doing here, mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Four Leaf Clover. That's going to be my choice. That one, I put a note as more R&B than Neil Soul. Yeah. <laughs> I think that song is a little closer to what I would normally listen to before Erica. Okay. But I did try to choose between either side of the game next lifetime because I liked how she kind of ushered in that Neil soul for the 90s. Right. Whereas Four Leaf Clover is like, of course, I would like that song because it sounds more like the R&B that came before it. This is definitely a no skip album. It is, which you love to say and throw out there. (laughs) And I agree with this one. And I wanted to point out something. It's kind of like our Missy discussion where people have notions of what the person is like because of maybe like how they look or how they dress. And so because she's always wearing these head wraps and talking about, you know, Mother Earth and this and that. Yes. That people think she's sort of like this kind of Zen Earth mother. Mm Mm-hmm. But on on and on, you know, she's singing with her little neo-soul type ways. But then she's like, God damn it, I'm going to sing my song. Yeah. And so her throwing in those little things is letting you know that, yeah, she may be all vegan and Mother Earth, but she'll fight. Because she's from Dallas. Yes. <laughs> That's why. And sidebar, there was an Instagram post that, oh, I just forget his name. The rapper that got me kicked in the back of the head. <laughs> Oh, uh, Jay Electronica? Jay Electronica. He posted a picture on his Instagram with the two of them together and said something like, this is the day she stabbed me with a butcher knife or something like that. (laughs) And her response in his comments was, ha, 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 (laughs) ha. Either she stabbed him or she hit him with her car. Something violent. (laughs) It could have been both. She could have stabbed and then ran him over. (laughs) Another sidebar, the reason why he got me kicked in the back of the head is we were at a concert and he was telling people to come up on stage and this guy literally climbed over me to get to the stage. Yes, he did. He climbed over a (laughs) five-foot woman to get to the stage. And then I got a foot to the back of the head. Never mind that he had already come out into the crowd and was performing literally (laughs) shoulder to shoulder with us. This dude still had to climb over (laughs) just to get on stage and be a a group. So that's the sidebar to the sidebar. (laughs) Yeah, and since we're talking about her uh, being kind of aggressive with people at times, Mm -hmm. Azalea Banks mentioned something about her on Twitter. Hmm. I don't remember what she said, but she kind of took a shot at Erica. Okay. Erica responded. Azalea Banks said something about else. And then Erica turned her location on (laughs) on Twitter (laughs) to say, hey, I'm in Brooklyn, too. So if you want to do something, we can do it. Yeah, I remember (laughs) that now. She turned her location on. (laughs) And then responded was like, just so you know, (laughs) we're in the same city. So if you want to do something, we can do it. And Azalea. Temecula. Yeah, (laughs) basically. (laughs) And she kind of backed down after that, too. Yeah, I forgot at first when you said it because Azalea is always getting into it. She is. But that one. She's like, all right, you got this one, Erica. I'm going to take this L and back off. Yeah, even her bio says something like, if you see me in a fight with a bear, help the bear pour honey on me. (laughs) (laughs) So just to let you know, she ain't all about shea butter and natural hair and (laughs) all all. that stuff. She'll take those earrings off and smack you against the face. Mm -hmm. Or run you over and stab you. Or run you over and stab you. (laughs) All three. So we've talked about our favorite songs on this album. She then followed it up with a live version of it, which was a couple months later after the the original album came out. And that's where we get the song that I mentioned earlier, Tyrone, which is a classic song. Because who starts off a song like that? 
<laughs> exactly. It, it's up there with the uh, Amy Winehouse opener. Yes. Uh, we won't say what it is because we're planning on doing an episode about opening lines for songs. <laughs> yes. But, so either you know it or you can yeah. look it up. Or you can wait until we do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm so tired of your shit. And You'll you never hear- buy me nothing. And then the entire crowd is like, ah! Yeah. You know, there's a lot of women in that crowd who are like, oh, I feel you. <laughs> Especially with this being a live version of her first and only album. Yeah. These people didn't know this song. They did not. And we were just getting to know her. She had right. one album. Yeah. Which I thought it was interesting. I'm like, wow, she has one album and she's already releasing a live album. <laughs> Because that's how great her stage show is. Yeah. I actually like this album better than the first album. I can see that. Yeah, because I I like the live arrangements, I guess. Is that yeah. what it's called? And there's a couple covers on there as well. Yes, because it's like you get what you loved about the first album plus bonuses. Right. So I loved the covers. I really, really loved Stay. And then you get Erica's like personality yes. shine through with her little chit chat in between where she was like, I wanted to perform this uh, on the Soul Train Awards, but I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> and not only that, she does more singing yeah. <laughs> with an A in the performance than she does on the album. So you get to hear her voice a little bit more right. too. And then the performance just kind of added a little bit more. It's all completely live. Yeah. So it has more jazzy elements. A to lot it. of improv that, yeah. like we mentioned earlier, like they jam when they're doing the album. So mm-hmm. obviously they'll do it on stage as well. Yeah. So the two covers, Boogie Nights All Night Long and then Stay, which is Shaka Khan. And I realized I actually hadn't heard Shaka Khan's version, the mm-hmm. original version. So I looked it up and I know you're usually not a fan of covers, but I don't know if this is sacrilegious or if people <laughs> just be like, oh, you young people, as in like, I ain't young, but the people <laughs> older than me are like, y'all don't know anything. But I actually like her version better than Shaka. I can go with that <laughs> as well because I'm not a real big fan of that song anyway. Yeah, because so. I love Erica's version. And yeah. I think it kind of surprised me because you didn't hear her sing like that on the first album. Right. I was like, I didn't know she could do all that. Another sidebar when i was looking up the shaka khan version the album cover you need to look it up there's a lot going on (laughs) there's like a cop with some guy piggybacking on him with flip-flops on there's i don't know there's just a lot of people it was the 1970s and there were a lot of drugs involved. it looks like drugs were involved because this guy (laughs) kind of like hugging a woman and he's got his tongue out all right let me look this i think it's the the cop with the dude and flip-flops on his back that i was just like what is going on all right let me look this up (laughs) so it's the album cover for street player but yeah i don't want to see men's feet (laughs) (laughs) all right the internet's doing weird shit so i'm gonna leave it alone just look it up after i will One of the reprises, I don't know how to pronounce that word. She does a little chit chat and she's explaining what an onk is. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is very, you know, Mother Earth, but I have a small condition. Okay. I had an onk ring because she would always wear them. Okay. Oh, I want one too. (laughs) (laughs) I did not have an onk. (laughs) I listened to this music. I didn't live it. (laughs) I mean, I didn't take it too much farther than just a little (laughs) onk ring, but. Can you imagine me walking around with a head wrap looking like a fool? <laughs> I would like to see it. Like the Monique gift. I would like to see it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know my limitations. A little ring is not going to hurt nobody. But okay. Anything more than that, and I would just be boo-boo the fool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Yeah, so if I had to choose between the two, I actually prefer this over the original album. Okay. I don't. I like it a lot, but I prefer the original album over the live album. No particular reason. I just do. I also like the studio version of Tyrone over the live version, too. I like the live version better. I'm probably the only person <laughs> who prefers the studio version over the live version. Uh, another thing I appreciate about this is, you know, sometimes when people do live shows, they just do too much. Yes. They change the arrangements too much. You want to enjoy the songs that you know. So you're trying to sing along and then all of a sudden you're like, hey. Why don't you just call Lauren Hill out by name? <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't directly saying Lauren Hill, but <laughs> it happens. What I liked about this was it made the songs sound new, but also familiar. Yeah. You can't go too far with it. So next up, we have the Mama's Gun album. She took some time off to raise her baby and came back a couple years later with Mama's Gun. Same production crew in tow, and they put together another great album. In terms of this one, my favorite song on this is Green Eyes. Okay. It's like 20 different songs in one, and it's got that Bored Walking Empire ass intro. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> that one and Bag Lady are my favorites on this album. I prefer the remix of Bag Lady yeah. over the album version because this one is closer to the original sample rather than the Dr. Dre Explosive. remix. Yeah. yeah. I think that was the reason why I didn't choose Bag Lady on this album because I think it was one of those situations where you're like, that's not the song I thought I was going to hear. Back- <laughs> you got tricked. I got tricked. The album version is not bad at all. No, it isn't. I do like the album version, but I was just like, that's not the one. <laughs> what song is this? That's not what they've been playing on the radio. Exactly. So I think I was a little bit miffed because of that. But I really liked Didn't You Know. Yeah, that's another good one. I didn't like this album as much as the first one, but overall, I still think it's a great album i actually put down that it's coffee shop music and i don't mean this in a bad way (laughs) okay explain it just kind of feels like a nice chill vibe like you could study to it you can you know work back when i got to go outside sitting in a coffee shop and you're doing your work okay it just has that nice background music okay not in like a doctor's office kind of right. way where you're just like, okay, this is just stock music. Yeah. <laughs> it's still good music, but it's definitely something that I'm going to put into my background while I'm working music rotation. Okay. You know, sometimes like I want to listen to music, but I don't want to listen to anything in particular. Yeah. And I need to throw something on. This it would, would be, be this. perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say it's coffee shop music, <laughs> but at the same time, it's not my favorite yeah. album of hers. But I do like it a lot, though. I didn't listen to it nearly as much as the first album, but I, I really like it. Yeah, I didn't listen to it much at all either. And I think this re-listen made me discover like, hey, I liked this better than what I remembered. Yeah. So I will probably listen to it more now, but before it was just like, if I want to listen to Erica, I go straight to one of the Baduisms. That's the case with me too, because with this one and all the ones after it, I didn't listen to it nearly as much as Baduism. Yeah. I don't know why that is, because I actually like them all, Yeah, but that's the one that I just go back to all the time. And I should listen to the other ones more, because just this week I realized how much I liked another one, but I'm not going to say which one it is right now. Okay. I'm going to save it for my recommendation at the end. All right. But yeah, I need to listen to more Erica. All right. So the next one is Worldwide Underground, yes. released in 2003. Oh, 
Wait, actually, before we get into this one, remember I told you I saw some random dude on Twitter recommend Mama's Gun? Yes. A thing to listen to if you've never heard of Erica Badu before, and I yes. think that was such a strange recommendation. Yeah, you shouldn't jump to that one <laughs> without yeah. going to the first two. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, at least one of the first two. Yeah. <laughs> As much as I like the live, in theory, it's just a live album. You yeah. could skip it. But, like, why would you go straight to Mama's Gun? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Back to Worldwide Underground, yes. 2003. So this one, I mean, all her albums have that usual, you know, the neo-soul sound. But I found that this album has a bit more hip-hop undertones. The yeah. previous one was a little more jazzy and funk. You could see it in the samples that she uses or using a lot of hip-hop songs and then the features that she has. I mean, she has a song with Dead Press. You can't really get more <laughs> hip-hop, right. hip-hop than Dead Press. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't call it hip hop at all. No, it's like not a hip hop album. You just feel the undertones. Yeah. And if you listen to hip hop, you'll be familiar with the samples. Yeah. Or like I said, an undertone. You can tell she listens to hip hop. Yes. <laughs> Probably my favorite song on this one is Woo. Okay. Either that or the Love of My Life remix, just mm-hmm. because it has Queen Latifah on it. Right. Randomly has Bahamadia on yes. it. And they got Angie Stone rapping on it. I was just about to say that. Because. <laughs> A lot of people don't realize that she started off as a rapper and not a singer, yeah. as Angie B. So she was just had to let people know she still had it <laughs> a little bit. It wasn't the greatest rap in the world. And you could tell that she came of age rapping in the late 70s, right. early 80s. Mm-hmm. See, the same thing happened to me with this song as Bag Lady, because I heard the love of my life with Common right. from the Brown Sugar soundtrack first. So when I heard this, it was like, what love of my life is this? <laughs> I thought it was going to be the same song, but with Queen Latifah and Stone Bahamut, not basically a different song. <laughs> I really didn't like the Common version oh, yeah. at all. I don't know why, but I preferred this one over that. This one is pretty good, too, though. And another Dre used sample, the Keep the Heads Ringing sample. Yeah. That's what I mean by it's kind of like, even if it's not hip hop, because you hear those samples, you're like, oh, Dr. Dre. Yeah. (laughs) Keep the heads ringing. I like um, Danger. I like that one, too, because it kind of goes into what we were saying earlier. A, it's a call back to other side of the game. And B, what she's talking about in the song is what a drug dealer's girlfriend would be talking about. <laughs> the complex occupations. Yeah. There. <laughs> so instead of kind of tiptoeing around it, she's talking about what she's carrying in her trunk and the Glock <laughs> that she has and how she's going to set the block on fire and all sorts of stuff. Just letting you know that, hey, I'm Erica Wright from Dallas. Yeah. (laughs) Not necessarily Erica Badu from Mars. (laughs) Just in case you forgot, I can still get into these streets too. I think because I'm such a non-confrontational person that I am drawn to these type of women who would do things that I would never do. (laughs) And I'm just like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So if she were to get into a fight, you would be standing behind her pumping your finger at whoever she's fighting? Okay. Get her, Jade. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I have, knock on wood, never got on into a fight because I am fairly certain I cannot fight. <laughs> oh, man. My little boxing workout classes is going to work in real life. <laughs> That's just for exercise. All right. <laughs> you say so. So, it's going to have to be you. <laughs> Thanks. Yes. So, I liked this album, but not as much as previous ones. Yeah. Too. Same. I don't listen to it as much as the first one. But again, these are things that I should be listening to more. Well, the 
next album then is New America, of course, spelled A M E R Y K A H. <laughs> 2008. She took a longer break between this one and the the last album. Yeah, five and years. Again, produced by the same cast of characters as the other ones, except they threw Mad Lib into the mix, and he kind of gave it a, a different feel on the yeah. couple of songs that he did. And the whole album itself is really different than anything she had done up to hmm. this point. It felt a little bit more like electronic funk, if that makes any sense. Kind of yeah. like George Clinton. Yes. And the Funkadelics, like that kind of sound. Well, this is going to be something that goes back to one of our previous episodes when we did Outcast and Speakerbox Love Below album. I'm probably going to get people mad at me for saying this, but this <laughs> album is probably what Andre was trying to accomplish <laughs> when he was trying to be different and experimental. And if this had been the Love Below album, it would have been received a lot better. And it's hard for me to say that because the album sold 10 million copies. <laughs> <laughs> so there are people who love it. Yeah. But I think this is what he was trying to do. Hmm. And just for me to start up some controversy, I'm going to say that Erica was like, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> like you um, think you know what you're doing, but... When did The Love Below come out now? I can't remember. Uh, 2005, 2006. So it was before this. Yeah. So I'm sure it didn't happen and I'm making this story up in my head. But the way I think it played out is yeah. she listened to it like, you know what? Nice try. Nice effort. Let me show you what you should have done. I have no opinions <laughs> on this matter because I've never thought about this theory. <laughs> I didn't either until I was listening to it the other day. And I was like, this is a better version of The Love Below. I'm hearing this theory for the first time. So I, haven't <laughs> I haven't had time to process it yet. Well, if there are people out there listening to this that have heard this album and Love Below and you think it's a good comparison, <laughs> let me know. If you think it's a horrible comparison, let me know. Well, but that's what I'm going with. All right. I guess also I don't have much of an opinion on this because this is the album I like the least from her. Okay. And also, again, not for any bad reasons. Like, I don't think it was a terrible album. I just think this went into the not for me category. Like, okay. This just isn't my style. Okay. I like elements of funk and stuff, but I think this was too experimental for me. All the other albums still had elements of R&B and hip hop, so it's yeah. still more in my realm. But with this, I'm like, eh. Aside from Honey, it just wasn't for me. Okay. And of course, because Honey sounds like <laughs> yes. the previous stuff, right? So and I, did you notice that it was all the way at the yes, end? Yes, she's like, all right, I'll give you one. <laughs> I will make it a single as well because I need something to sell and put on the charts, I guess. Yes, to lure people in <laughs> to listen to the rest of it. Yeah, because you hear Honey and then you hear the rest of the album. It's like, what? Yeah, it's like, this doesn't fit. Not at all. Um, I like the video for Honey as well. And since you don't watch videos before we do episodes. <laughs> I do remember this video okay. because that's when they kind of just broke down in the middle and she started rapping out of nowhere. Is no. that the video? Uh-uh. This okay. is the one where there's someone going through the record store. It's pretty entertaining because you see her recreate a bunch yeah. of different album covers. So it'll be something like Paid in Full and then Minnie Ripperton and yeah. then Grace Jones and then Nas and De La Soul. She even did Olivia Newton-Jones. <laughs> <laughs> then a random monkey puppet pops up at the end and just says, y'all sell gift cards? <laughs> I don't remember and that. And it just ends. <laughs> I think the one where she's randomly rapping is Love, of my, is Love of my Life. I think it's Love of My Life, yeah. It's when they were in the stairwell and she just did this really weird 80s type rap. <laughs> yeah, but that puppet thing, I completely forgot. I was like, what the hell? Y'all getting any gift cards? 
I'm going to have to go back and look at that. I almost didn't want to tell you that just so it could surprise (laughs) you at the end. But also at the same time, I wanted to tell you and anyone listening to make you go watch it. Yeah. (laughs) Just to see that. This one for me is eh, not for me, aside from the one song. Yeah, I like it. It's probably, as I said before, it's my favorite album of hers Mm -hmm. outside of Baduism. Just because you listen to that stuff. I do. And... Just the production on it, like the song that Mad Lib did, The Healer. That song is perfect. She's kind of whispering on the song and the Mm -hmm. beat is just good. Mad Lib's production is just kind of out there anyway. So it works for me. I probably won't listen to this one. (laughs) (laughs) If you were to put it on, I'm not going to be like, turn that shit off. But I don't think I would go out of my way to listen to this one. Well, you're going to hear it in the car for the next (laughs) couple weeks. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So then next we get... New America Part 2. Part 2. Return of the Onk. Of course. 2010. So this one is more up my alley than Part 1 because she kind of brings it back to more leaning towards R&B and hip-hop again. Mm-hmm. It's still, of course, her own neo-soul funk sound, but again, the leanings are more R&B and hip-hop again. Right. I feel like this album is similar to Mama's Gun and her song, Fall in Love, Your Funeral. To me, I think at this point, she knows what everyone says about her being a man trap. (laughs) So the song is basically like... Do it if you want to. Yeah. I mean, it's your funeral. (laughs) Right. Because you know I'm going to take over your life, (laughs) change everything. And she pretty much says that in the song. So I think she knows how to make fun of herself. Yeah. Um, My favorite song on this album is actually Window Seat, which also landed her into some legal troubles. It only landed her in legal troubles because of the snitch. (laughs) Like she would have gotten away with it if this one woman wouldn't have been like, I know who did it. It was Erica Badu. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why she got arrested. If you haven't seen the video, basically it is a a one take video where they follow her walking down the street in Dallas and she is naked. (laughs) Yes. She stripped down ass naked, like completely (laughs) one piece at a time. And she's just walking down the street. And because there's no permits or anything, all the people on the street have no idea what's going on. And I don't even think that like she's immediately recognizable as Erica because she's not wearing any makeup. She just has sweats on and she's got her hair in um, a stocking cap. And when she first gets out of the car and she takes off her jacket, throws it on the ground, she takes off her shoes, throws it on the ground. There's this one guy. I mean, there's a bunch of people looking at her, but there's this one guy who just stops and he's just like, should I help her or something? You can <laughs> yeah. see him like trying to decide. So he stands there and stares at her for a bit. And then you see him picking up the articles of clothing and starting to run after her. And as she's removing more pieces of clothing, he just stops again. And you can see other people <laughs> talking to him. And he's just like, I guess I don't need to return this to her because they're obviously doing something. Because right. he stops chasing her after yeah. that. So she just strips down piece by piece, completely naked. And then they feign a shooting. And she drops to the ground at the same spot where JFK was assassinated. Yeah. I'm going to have to watch this video again just to see if I can find the snit. <laughs> I did not even look for that because there's one person who agreed to say I saw the whole thing yeah 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 so her reasoning for this was she was trying to make some commentary against groupthink this is the kind of art that goes above me because I'm like sure (laughs) you say so Erica yeah I really like the song I don't really get the video but if she was trying to do something I guess there was a point to it somehow yeah So she ended up pleading not guilty to a disorderly conduct charge, even though as one news article pointed out that like there's a whole video. Yeah, it's like, we (laughs) know you did it. Yeah, we seen the video. (laughs) But she got off with a $500 ticket, six months probation. Oh, Erica. (laughs) 
And she was like, well, people are talking about it, though, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's some good publicity for 500 bucks. Yeah, she said on Twitter something like they shot it in one take and then ran like hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe it. You would have to. Yep. Well, she may have ran away, but that snitch still recognized her. (laughs) Yeah. It was Erica Badu. I see the whole thing. (laughs) But I like the song. Yeah, I like it, too. The one I like the most is Turn Me Away, the, uh, what's her name, Sylvia Striplin. It's the song that Junior Mafia sampled uh, for yes. Get Money. I really like that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, You Loving Me, because it's funny. And it's another one of those, we just going to freestyle it and record it. Because some of the stuff she's singing is like, I'm drinking your gin, <laughs> spinning your ends and fucking your friends. <laughs> and then gets to the end, is like, that was horrible, wasn't it? <laughs> and they just laugh. Yeah. Well, as you know, I've been singing the same little, probably a freestyle too, for the last couple of days. It's from the first album with the, you gotta pick your Afro daddy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because it's flat on one side. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, you promised you'd take me to see Wu-Tang, baby. <laughs> <laughs> She's just saying whatever <laughs> and singing it, obviously, a lot better than me. Yeah, I, <laughs> I would like to see what stuff they have in the vaults that didn't get released. Because I know there's some foolishness in there. <laughs> Got to be. If this is if this if is you come up with that, Tyrone, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I'm fucking your friends, drinking your gin and spinning your ends, <laughs> what do they have in the vault? That's what I need to hear. A lot. <laughs> Well, that was the last of her full-length albums. Do you have anything to say about that before we move on? Not really. Everything that I wanted to say has been said so far, so I've got nothing else. Yeah. She did have another mixtape, not the playlist that you had mentioned. What was it called? I don't remember. Let me look. Feel Better World. Oh. Love, Miss Badu. Just a bunch of songs that she likes and yeah. she put together a playlist, basically. There's a, a You Can't Use My Phone mixtape where it's yeah. just basically a compilation of a bunch of phone-related songs. Yes. She does a sort of like, Mr. Telephone Man's cute. She has one over Drake's oh, Hotline Bling. Hotline Bling, but it's not on here. No, for sample reasons. That one didn't get clear. Oh, okay, because I was like, I could have sworn it was in this compilation because yeah. it makes sense because it fits in with the phone stuff. Yep, and <laughs> she has a Drake sound alike on this album too. That wasn't Drake. No, that's not Drake. <laughs> I just assumed it was him. <laughs> no, that's a guy that she got that sounds like Drake. Wow. And then she told him about it and was like, yeah, I got this guy that sounds like you on three different songs on this album he just laughed it off and said some sort of inside joke that they have with each other i don't Uh remember what it was but he's aware of the the fake drake being used in his place and then she has a you don't have to call oh yeah the uh, the usher usher. but then she said it's okay squirrel yeah that's it it's okay squirrel what does usher say you don't have to call it's It's okay okay, girl girl. yeah (laughs) i'm like squirrel (laughs) why would you choose squirrel because erica (laughs) true that's why and she's got the song with her first baby daddy on here andre 3000 i don't remember it now yeah it's called hello it's the the last one yes I think that's the only song they have. No, I take that back because she's on a few Outkast songs, but that's the only song of hers that he's on. Well, you know, as I do, I always look up the Billboard chart history. That's why I don't. (laughs) So top 100, she had zero number one hits and two top 10 hits and eight songs overall in the top 100. Can you guess which song charted the highest in the top 100? I'm going to say either Tyrone or Window Seat. 
wrong and wrong. Oh. Big Lady, number okay. six, was her highest charted song on the top 100. Okay. And then on the hot R&B and hip-hop song, she had three number one hits. So can you guess what the three number one hits are on this list? Love of My Life, mm-hmm. Tyrone, and On and On. Two out of three. Okay. Love of My Life, Bag Lady, On and On. I'm surprised Tyrone didn't chart higher. Me too. I'm also surprised Next Lifetime or Other Side of the Game didn't yeah. chart higher just because I feel like those are fan favorites or maybe it's just my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love of My Life, Bag Lady, On and On, peaked at number one on the hot R&B and hip hop songs. And then the rest are like not even high. Tyrone's not on here at all. That's surprising. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. There's a couple different categories. There's like R&B and hip hop airplay versus hot R&B hip hop songs. I usually just look at that one. I don't know what the difference is. I couldn't tell you what they are, but. I don't know. So if I go to airplay, let's see if Tyrone gets there. Um, Okay, so on airplay, Tyrone peaked at number one. I don't know. I I don't know what the difference is. So when I give these billboard numbers, just know. I only look at Hot 100 and Hot R&B Hip Hop songs. Okay. There's a bunch of stuff, R&B and Hip Hop Airplay, R&B Hip Hop Digital Song Sales, R&B Hip Hop Streaming Songs. Billboard.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Thanks, love. Enjoy. So, I mean, that's pretty much her musical career, which spans many years. Closing in on 30 years. Mm-hmm. And now her daughter is singing and stuff too. Yeah. Speaking of her kids, I was looking at some pictures and I came to the conclusion that the DLC got weak genes <laughs> because Andre's kid and Jay Electronica's kids, they look a lot like their daddies. But her kid with the DLC looks just like her, which is her daughter that sings with her as well. She has a really nice voice, but she looks just like Erica. She does. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the kids with their fathers other well, than Andre. Andre and Seven. You can see her mannerisms in him. Right. They all look like both of them, but her kid with the DLC looks a lot more like her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I will look into that once we're done. Do you have any idea what she's working on now? No. I think she seems no like idea. she's just mostly like touring and stuff. I mean, pre-pandemic. That yeah. seemed to be her focus was performing. I read and that stuff. since her first album, she has toured eight months of the year every year. Wow. Until 2020. Because I know when all these lockdowns started, that's when she was also trying to do all the streaming from home because she had talked about how touring and performing has been such a big part of her career. So because she doesn't hasn't really had any new music. But But when you're touring eight months out of the year, do you you really need need to? And usually unless you have what is it called? Like the rights to what is it called? Um, Just ownership, ownership and stuff. Most artists don't, contrary to what Taylor Swift has, you believe. <laughs> like, it's pretty standard that most artists don't own the, the rights. There's a word I'm looking for. But anyway, so most artists make money through touring yeah. and performing. I'm so. not sure what her ownership level is with yeah. in terms of her music, but Maybe like I said. Maybe she just likes touring. That's where the money is. Even if you do own the music, yeah. you're still going to make the money touring. And you see that she's a natural performer. Yeah. So I would imagine that she just enjoys it as well. I didn't watch all of it, but one of the concerts she did at the beginning of the pandemic, basically she set up in different rooms in her house and outside and 
every room that you went into was completely different with new band members and yeah. the layout was completely different. And she would perform a couple songs here and then bounce over to the next room and it, it looks completely different there. So it was an interesting experience. It was still early, so people weren't really willing to pay for stuff like that. But now that it's been over a year and even though it's loosening up in the U.S., here in Canada, we're still locked down. Mm-hmm. We only so got our first shots. I will willingly give Erica Badu 25 bucks to check her out. Because we can't go outside. <laughs> right. Because we've been in lockdown since December of yes. last year. Mine is like a week. And this is the last week of May as we're recording this. So you know, all those people are like, ooh, I'm going to move to Canada. We fuck up here too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly. But yeah, back to Erica. Uh, I enjoy watching her gardening videos with her kids as well <laughs> those are entertaining i did stumble upon a clip of her in the movie what women want she's playing a fortune teller <laughs> that fits <laughs> she's serving some tea okay. as she's reading a fortune and she said that there was weed in it some tea some crack <laughs> and something else and then she kind of looked and was like i'm just playing about the crack but the look was like she's no, not playing not. about the crack i think i might want to check this movie out and if she is playing about the crack there's still weed in it <laughs> <laughs> yes among other things there was a, quite a list okay. i just remember the weed and the crack she's done a few movies here and there yeah but i remember her from the cider house rules for some reason and i don't know why i've seen that movie so many times but i have <laughs> Was it your cruise ship days? I would assume so, because I have no other reason to be watching the Cider House Rule. I have never watched that movie. I've heard of it. I think Jake Gyllenhaal. I could be wrong. I usually Or Tobey Maguire. One of those guys who looks like (laughs) Tobey Maguire or Jake Gyllenhaal. It could be both of them. I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember that she was in it. But yeah, she's done a little bit of acting. So if you're entertained by that kind of stuff, look it up. If you really want to be entertained, look up some of her interviews because they're always hilarious. She was on (laughs) Everyday Struggle on Complex. And basically for an hour and a half, she kept telling DJ Academics he looked like Jerry from Tom and Jerry, but not telling him that he was looking like Jerry. Well, the thing is she was pretending to be serious the whole time yeah. like you look familiar <laughs> i know what you from you somewhere look like she would keep saying that throughout the interview yeah and then finally at the end she's like you look like that mouse <laughs> and he's looking at her like excuse me <laughs> So for some entertainment, look up some Erica Badu interviews. Basically trolled this man for an hour. Yes, she's hilarious. So now every time DJ Academics gets roasted on Twitter, which is pretty often, people always got to pull up the side by side with him and Jerry. And Jerry. <laughs> I think revisiting this has reminded me that just like you were saying, I need to listen to Erica Badu more often. Outside of the first album. Yeah, outside of the first album, because I would say I do listen to, well, technically first and second album, but they, you know, they're just... Yeah, it's basically the same <laughs> basically thing. Basically the first album. I do listen to those semi-regularly, but right. I definitely need to listen to the other ones a little bit more. Okay, with that said, what would you suggest that the listeners check out, whether it's a Erica movie, a song, album? What is Christina's pick? My pick is, I say watch her videos. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because she's kind of goofy. Not all of them are, but Most of yeah, them. they're all entertaining in some way. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say the New America Part 1 album, the one that 
The one you thought was a little too far left. The one that I'll probably never listen to again. Probably won't listen to again. <laughs> I suggest people go listen to that one and give it a chance because it's not that bad. It's actually a pretty good album. Yeah, I would not disagree with that recommendation. It just isn't for me. Yes. And there also, are terrible albums where I'm like, no. Yeah. But this is not a terrible album. It is. It's just not for me. <laughs> I say go listen to that. And also, if you want to go buy some merch, go to BaduWorld.com and buy some Badu's Pussy Incense. I think it's sold out. She'll put some more back up. <laughs> There are also hoodies and such as well. But they're not named Badu's Pussy. <laughs> they are not. <laughs> In case you want to be compelled into wearing knit caps and knit pants and walking around barefoot. And <laughs> Dressing such. like Andre 3000 Ooh. and Common in the early 2000s. Remember how scandalized everybody was when we found out that her locks were fake? I don't remember that. I remember yeah. them being fake, but I don't remember the outrage. Oh, people were outraged because they're like, Well, what? I think it's since then it's been kind of obvious because of <laughs> just the hair pieces that she's out and about in yeah well it's <laughs> it's a little more obvious now yeah. so but there was some outrage okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to recall that from the recesses of the memory yeah that's all i have for erica badu brush off your onk jewelry yes listen to some throw on some head wraps or whatnot drink some Light tea some incense that may or may not smell like her lady parts <laughs> all of that <laughs> and just enjoy erica badu's work Yep. And on that note, we're going to end here. Thank you again for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend and keep that chain going so we can build up our listener base. Yep. So that we can keep going. Exactly. Check us out on social media. We're at Troy Podcasts on all social media platforms, including Black Planet. Oh, you finally made the page. I've signed us up for Black Planet. <laughs> it's official. Troy Podcast is on Black Planet as well as Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> How about you try not to get yourself kicked off Black Planet this time? I will not get kicked off Black Planet this time. I didn't get kicked off. I left willingly. Mm. Like Trump. Mm. <laughs> okay. Willingly left Black Planet. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> also, if you would like to hear an Erica Badu playlist that we put together, just search the title of this episode or at Troy Podcast on Spotify and you'll be able to hear that as well. You can check out our YouTube page and our website if you're so inclined to do so. And the website doesn't have much on it right now, but Christina's working on it. There's, working on it. There's some things that are going to be coming soon. It's going to be really exciting. So Just going to take a little bit of time. Just a little bit of time, but that's okay. That's pretty much it. We'll be seeing you two weeks from now. See you in two weeks. Bye. Bye.